November 10th, Hebrews chapter 10, verses 1 through 17. The old system in the law of Moses was only a shadow of the things to come, not the reality of the good things Christ has done for us. The sacrifices under the old system were repeated again and again, year after year, but they were never able to provide perfect cleansing for those who came to worship. If they could have provided perfect cleansing, the sacrifices would have stopped. For the worshippers would have been purified once for all time, and their feelings of guilt would have disappeared. But just the opposite happened. Those yearly sacrifices reminded them of their sins year after year. For it's not possible for the blood of bulls and goats to take away sins. That is why Christ, when He came into the world, said, You did not want animal sacrifices and grain offerings, but you have given me a body so that I might obey you. No, you are not pleased with animals burned on the altar or with other offerings for sin. Then I said, Look, I have come to do your will, O God, just as it is written about me in the Scriptures. Christ said, You did not want animal sacrifices or grain offerings or animals burned on the altar, or other offerings for sin, nor were you pleased with them, though they are required by the law of Moses. Then he added, Look, I have come to do your will. He cancels the first covenant in order to establish the second. And what God wants is for us to be made holy by the sacrifice of the body of Jesus Christ once for all time. Under the Old Covenant, the priest stands before the altar day after day, offering sacrifices that can never take away sins. But our high priest offered himself to God as one sacrifice for sins, good for all time. Then he sat down at the place of highest honor at God's right hand. There he waits until his enemies are humble as a footstool under his feet. For by that one offering he perfected forever all those whom He is making holy. And the Holy Spirit also testifies that this is so. First, He says, This is the new covenant I will make with My people on that day, says the Lord. I will put My laws in their hearts, so they will understand them, and I will write them on their minds, so they will obey them. Then He adds, I will never again remember their sins and lawless deeds. Psalm 108, verses 1 through 13. Now this psalm is adapted from Psalm 57, verses 7 through 11, and uh, Psalm 60, verses 5 through 12. You see, it's the song of a warrior, and in it, David makes three affirmations. The first is, I will praise. A steadfast heart is a singing heart because confidence in God gives you something to sing about. Worship is good preparation for warfare. And another affirmation is, I will listen. God heard the voice of David, and then David listened to the voice of God. And the third affirmation is, I will conquer. That's a word for you and me today as well. God leads us into the battle, helps us capture the enemy's strongholds, and gives us the victory. Verse 13 is David's version of Philippians chapter 4, verse 13. It was true for him, and it's true for... 
God does some of his best work when you are asleep. That is, in the dark. He does his best work when you don't think he's doing nothing. He's behind the scenes, working it out. I have a plan, and it's a good one. Maybe you should have gotten it earlier in your life. Maybe you should. Maybe if you hadn't done this or done that or gone here or gone there, then maybe you would have gotten it early. Maybe if you'd have gotten saved earlier, you would have known me earlier, you would have had the plan. Maybe, maybe so. Maybe if you hadn't married out of my will or if you hadn't traveled out of my will or you hadn't been in rebellion, maybe you would have gotten it early. And I know you wish you could turn back the hands of time and make it happen all over again. And I know you feel like you've been in this thing too long. And I know you don't know how much longer it's going to take to get out of it. But still, with all your questions, I have a plan for you. And I know what it is. And it's a good one. And it will give you a future. And it will give you a hope. You don't know which way to go? Seek him. You're in pain? Seek him. You're confused, seek him. You're tired of waiting, seek him. If you come and ask me, I'm going to send you back to him because he has not told me his plan. A lot of us have a picture, but we can't see a plan. So we wonder whether it's going to produce anything. God says, I have the plan. 2,000 years ago, Jesus Christ put up the paper or the plan and he who has begun a good work in you shall continue it until the day of redemption what God starts God finishes what God begins God ends what God initiates God completes but you say I'm in a mess you don't know my mess you don't know my God And if you forget the sermon, remember the verse. I have a plan for you. Not for calamity or bad, but for good. And it involves your future. It's full of you.